You're listening to episode 179 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And let's talk voice. Well, hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Voice in Canada podcast. Uh, really excited to uh, introduce you today to Celine Osika. She is the Senior Director, Conversation Design at 24-7 AI. And this is a conversation where we get into all of the wonderful things that she's doing with her company with regards to automating processes for uh, other companies and helping to use conversation design as a way to do so. Celine was one of our voice fluencers on the previous Voice Den, which happened back on September 29th. And by the way, you can always check out uh, older episodes of the Voice Den on YouTube. Uh, but I also do want to remind you that next week is the next session of the Voice Den, Voice Den Session 18, and it is a special Project Voice X preview edition featuring many of the uh, key people that are going to be speaking and participating at Project Voice X. So make sure to check that out. That's happening October 20th, 5 p.m. Pacific, again, sponsored by Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, entirely free to you, and you can save your seat at thevoiceden.com. Well, without any further ado, let's get into this interview. Really excited to uh, welcome Celine onto the podcast, and uh, let's go. Let's take it away. Hey, Celine, how are you doing? Hello, good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for uh, for joining me and for joining well the audience here to uh, to chat for a few minutes. That's great. I'm excited to be here. Amazing. Well. I am really, really thrilled to be able to uh, have you as one of the voice influencers, and uh, you're here because you've got so much experience with with voice design and uh, VUX, etc., VUI, whatever, whatever terms you want to use. Um, before we get into all of that, though, maybe we can ask you a little bit about your intro and what's kind of your story. How did you get into what you're doing, and and a little bit about your background? Sure. Yeah, happy to. So, um, this was uh, one of my uh, careers right out of school. I've always been interested in artificial intelligence and chatbots and things like that. So I started working at a company that, um, a very small startup company that was doing just uh, chatbots before they were known as chatbots, really. So having, you know, natural language and machine learning and AI all coupled in something that was um, automating things that humans were doing. So I got into that um, pretty early and then uh, got into a company that was acquired, that company was acquired by a larger company that started to do everything AI. So we started to get into um, not just chatbots, but we were into the voice side as well, too. We have a lot of IVRs and things like that. So it's, uh, it became, then that's when I think conversation design became a thing. It actually was a branded term. Um, that was a couple years ago, maybe five, six years ago now. So then I kind of fell into doing uh, umbrella, you know, conversation design of all things, both uh, digital and on the voice side. So, yeah. Great. And so tell us a little about the company you're with now and the type of work that you're doing with the company. And uh, maybe, if possible, maybe you can even tell us about some of the projects or interesting things that you've done with the company. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we work mostly with enterprise clients. So a lot of these clients have, you know, call centers and a lot of human agents. And But we also deal with smaller companies as well, things like um, higher education institutions, things like that. But basically our job is we're trying to 
uh, bring in AI to a lot of different elements into their business. So, um, you know, how can we take the the not interesting side of the human's job, right? The the dullness, the the tedium, the high cost that it shouldn't be, right? And bring that into an automation um, experience, either through voice or digital, and uh, automate that experience so then uh, their agents and you know there can be cost savings and um, of just a better fulfilling life for the humans that used to be you know doing those things. So um, yeah, so that's our goal is to try to you know that's our team's goal anyway is to try to automate um, and contain a lot of that uh, that would have typically gone to uh, a human. Um, yeah, and some of the projects that I've been working on. So recently we've been working with a really uh, a large telco out of the U.S. Um, and putting, we have a, I would say anywhere from, I think around 200 intents or so in that example. So really successful. We brought a lot of success to that implementation around containment and lower their repeat rates, um, increasing their efficiencies for their agents, you know, all things like that. So we've, we've driven that, um, really successfully. So yeah, that's kind of our goal is to, you know, we meet KPIs of our clients and we try to make the best experience while, um, usually putting some type of automation uh, experience in front of what they have today. That's great. So if I'm understanding you correctly, it's not only voice that your company's working on. It's, it's various types of automation that are that are leveraging artificial intelligence. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. And what we try to do too is um, what we're noticing is there's a lot of similarities between, let's say, a chatbot flow and a voice flow. So we're trying, you know, the more omnichannel the experience we can make it, the better for the, the customer because they can switch between channels. They can um, have a consistent experience if they call and then chat. They're not going to get two different experiences. So we try to make the flows as omnichannel as possible so they can jump between. So, for example, you know, if you come in and you say, how do I reset my password? You should get a generally same experience across both channels. The flow might be the same. You might have some nuances, but generally it's going to be the same. Um, so, yeah, so we do do voice and digital. And I would say it's more of a holistic experience than one or the other. That's the goal if we're trying to kind of create once and then deploy many. That's great. I'm curious, like, how have you seen the um, the attitudes change from from the clients with regards specifically to voice over the last like five, six years since you've been there? Have you seen a big change? And, and if so, like, what, what has that been? Um, yeah, it's interesting because I mean, I would say in conversation design, voice has been around for a very long time through IVRs, right? It's a very old. It, it, I mean, it's old and a lot of times antiquated, right? The technology that we deal with is just wait, you know, we're trying to update it as much as we can to make it a better experience, more similar to, you know, the Googles and the series and things like that, right? That's what people want. They want natural language. They want that. So that's what clients are, we think are really asking for now is they want an updated, you know, more new age voice experience because voice isn't ever going away. You know, I'm always going to be driving down the road and I'm like, oh, I have to call that company, pay that bill. I forgot I have to call, right? I'm not going to text as I'm driving. So you know, and as a mom, I always, you know, sometimes it's easier just to call instead of having to wait to chat, right, for somebody. So I can see, you know, voice is always going to be there. It's just how can we make it more um, user friendly and not, you know, it's not have that IVR where you're wanting to press zero, 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 because you know, it's not going to work, right? You want to have that automated experience in that IVR. So that's what our kind of our goal is for our clients and our uh, driving mission is for them for voice. And so I, I guess, like I'm assuming with with you know the the prevalence now of the the Amazon devices, the Google devices, 
when people come to you and they talk about voice, is that sort of what they have in mind now? Is that sort of what you were getting at? That they see these very natural type processes and that's what they're looking for? Exactly. Yes. I mean, gone are the definitely gone are the days of press one for this and press two for that. That's way, you know, no one has time for that. But even so much of so, you know, guiding you through a flow, people don't really want that either. You know, say you were booking a flight. And you don't really want the experience of where are you going, where or where are you coming from, where are you going, when are you flying, what, you know, all those things, those each step-by-step process. I don't want to have to fill out a whole menu form for you. I just want to tell you, I want a flight tomorrow sometime in the morning from LA to New York, um, you know, with a direct flight. I want to say all those things and I want to have the system understand it in one uh, utterance. So I don't have to fill out a 20 minute form, technical voice form, right? If you think of it that way. So yeah, it's, it's past, there's a lot of those outdated technologies. Yeah, where they really just want you to say something in natural language, it picks up all those entities and then it just processes it. So that's really, yeah, talk to it more like a human is really what we're trying to do. You know, have it as human-like as possible um, for the things that the technology can support today. What, what sort of technologies do you, like with your company, then use sort of that behind the scene to guide that natural language? Are you using things like Google, uh, Google technologies that are out there, or do you have more sort of proprietary stuff, or, or what are you doing when clients come to you? Yeah, we have most, most of our tech is proprietary. We are using things like um, TensorFlow and things like that, that, that tie into our technology somewhat. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, a lot of our, um, this, the, what we build on today is uh, a product called Engagement Cloud. So it has you know, an FAQ designer tool. It has a, a journey design tool that has all the, you know, you can integrate APIs and entities all in that. Um, it lets you design cards. It lets you integrate all your chat and your agents into it. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop of most of our tech. But yeah, we do have some third party in there, but most of it is is home built. That's great. Where where do you think this is going, say, if you think like five years, 10 years out, are we going to just be able to have these, these truly natural conversations where it's almost like you don't realize you're talking to an AI type agent? Or what, what, what's, your, what's your vision of the future, I suppose, is the question. Yeah, it's it's almost an ethical debate too, because I mean everyone talks about the um, the Google was it Duo right Duplex. So um, when that came out, you know you, you they very they tuned it, you know very heavily tuned it, but it, it was indistinguishable. And so I think that it's almost possible today, right? Even now we're dealing in um, we're using oh that's another third party is dealing with Microsoft Azure for their TTS voices, and they're. Once you tweak them, they're pretty close. You know, you can still tell, but I would say it's like 90% of the way there. So, yeah, so I think it's really close um, now. But then the question is, should we, you know, just because you can, does that mean we should, you know, do we need to always call out that you are talking to a bot just so you know, you know, even if it's not a sales use case, if it's still a service use case, should we always let people know that it's a bot? And what I find is right now we we do let them know because the technology kind of mandates that we do, because if we don't let them know, it kind of, you know, they'll say these life story utterances and we won't understand what they're talking about. But eventually when it becomes smarter, I still think, you know, from an ethics perspective, we'll still want to distinguish, um, even if it is from a technology point indistinguishable, we still want to call it out that it is. That's great. Um, I know that you and your company are always looking to hire great people on your team as well. And now having heard a little bit about, about what it is, I'd love for you to maybe just share a little about what you're looking for so that if, if somebody's listening to this and they're, they're interested in what you've been saying, they have an idea of what's going on in that, in that area. Yeah, that'd be great. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we have a, a lot of, uh, clients now that we're just, you know, when we onboard new clients, we're looking to, you know, maybe, you know, a little bit now, but then always down the road too, looking to always expand our team and have great people join. So, um, we kind of have two roles. Um, it's, they're all conversation design roles, but some just have more, um, uh, of a focus. So one of the roles is more of a product owner focus. So really focus on deploying new technology. So, you know, um, working with our developers, our, um, the client directly working with our practice leads to create new solutions and design new solutions and implement them. And then after we really focus on optimization as well, too, we don't want to let these things just be deployed and then no one takes care of them, right? We really want to make sure that they're actually doing well, that they're meeting the KPIs that we've established with the, with the client. So we have a team that's focused on optimization as well that looks at, you know, on a regular cadence, how is this client doing? How is it performing? How can we make it better? Can we make new intents? Can we fix existing models? So uh, a team that's kind of more focused on that, both doing conversation design, but in different ways. So yeah, so that's kind of our, the two main roles we're looking, always looking for. So yeah. And, and where could people go if they wanted to learn more about that in terms of the rules or what would be the best place? To yeah. Um, so feel free yeah, to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, we also have a, an active post right now for a product owner role. I can uh, maybe send that to you and they can, and we can distribute that after that's on just LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, so, but feel free to reach out to me and I can always point you to the page. I think it's also on our career page as well too, on our, on our 247.ai website as well too. That's great. I'd love to end with a couple of fun questions if we, if we can as well. Um, this one's really timely. Yesterday was this Amazon announcement of a robot, Astro. I, uh, yes, I had a, a colleague work on that. It was her little baby, so yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, wow, that's a whole new area of interaction, of interacting with a person. I know you're, and I know you're very keen on human and technology interaction. So I just love to hear like, I mean, I was blown away by that. What are your What are your initial thoughts on that? Or, or maybe you maybe you had an inkling before from your colleague, or maybe not. But what are your thoughts on on the robot and the idea of having that in the home? Yeah, it's just it's um, you know, it's it's we what we've had these things in our home for, for a long time, right? We've had Siri, we've had Echoes, and things like that. So this is now a functional being where you can it moves and you know looks not human like they designed it to be more of like a dog i think right it doesn't look like <laughs> so i think that you know that's going to change how we perceive it right if it was you know those things and you know um what was it irobot right where you have those actual humanoid figures i think you deal with it a lot differently you might have more empathy or concern or should i talk about this in front of the robot right but when you have something like a pet which is it kind of looks like i think it's going to just have a different attitude as you interact with it i'm just yeah really i'm i'll be really interested in how people actually do interact with it how they treat it but to me i would probably i have the same you know looking at it it would be like a you know a puppy where you could ask it to do things and it could go fetch things for you things like that but yeah it's it's an interesting how the because you know for the series and the echoes they don't have a form right so we never really you don't think of them as this presence in your house you know, you think of them only when you need something, but now you see this presence in your house. So I, I think that might change also too. Maybe people will be more engaged with it because they're going to see this thing with eyes and, you know, can move on its own. So yeah, that might mean just more engagement and different types of requests to it too. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought of it that way and the way you, you articulated that, that it looks more like a pet than a human. And that makes sense. Now I thought it did. Yeah, that. maybe, maybe others, but it's definitely not humanoid. Right. right. There's like, no, there's, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
That's fascinating. Yeah. And, I, and I, I agree with you. I think that will change the way people interact with it. That's a really, really interesting perspective. Um, that's awesome. But, and the other, the other thing I want to just uh, finish up with is, uh, like I said, I'm really thrilled that you're joining us for The Voice Stand today. Um, and uh, everybody there's got a sort of a stage name and you're the automator. So I'm curious, like, yeah. where, did, where did you come up with that? And, and what's the deal behind that? Yeah, I had a couple names going and I was like, I'll pick this one because I think it explains what we are trying to do and what our goal is. But yeah, it's really to, like we said, I was mentioning before, automate as much of the process as possible, right? So, you know, um, not everything, because again, the technology is not there. Some things our humans are just better at, right? But my goal is to identify what the bots can do best and then automate that as much as possible through, even if it's an FAQ, you know, we see a lot of cases where people just have a question. You're filling out a quote for an insurance form. You know, what, what does this mean? You know, things like that. So even when it comes to questions, but then when it comes to the fully, you know, full, completely self-serve journey where the, the airline example I mentioned, right. You know, fully automating that. So it doesn't have to go to an agent. That's kind of our, our mission. So yeah, I thought it was appropriate for what we're trying to do. Love it. That's great. And then the very last question, um, you know, obviously people are going to be able to come on the show and ask you questions and I, and I, and I have a good sense of your expertise. And I think people do now from hearing you and seeing, seeing you speak about this, but, um, what are the kind of questions that you like to get asked so that you have an opportunity to, to talk about? Like what, or if you could like kind of, you know, almost direct the questions that you were to get, what kind of questions would you like to get? <laughs> that's interesting. I've never been asked that question before. So that, that's a cool one. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lot of, I can provide a lot of advice and how to's and things, you know, what we've done, what the lessons we've learned, what has worked, what hasn't worked in the past, you know, just any examples I can give, hopefully bring light to, you know, instead of talking in theories, which is sometimes difficult, but I like to talk a lot about kind of the accomplishments our team has done and, you know, just what we've succeeded in and how we've done that. So, you know, that's always um, good to talk about, but yeah. And then just, if people are interested in, you know, of how do I get into this? You know, what background do you need? What skill set do you need? All those things I can help with because yeah, basically we've grown a team. I've grown a number of teams in the in the past, but grown this team now. So I can kind of help of where, you know, what kind of background our team has and, you know, where they got started and what some of their, you know, passions and all those things. Anybody that's just interested in getting their foot in the door too. Well, that's great. And and uh, so that's wonderful. We're going to get lots of those questions, I'm sure. Um I want, I want to thank you, Celine. Thank you for spending some time with us. Where can people go to learn more about you or otherwise connect with you or your company or any other resources or links that you'd like to share? Where would you suggest people go? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, my I think on my LinkedIn profile, you can just go to LinkedIn and then slash, I think it's just Celine Osika is my URL. So feel free to look me up there. Um, and also uh, our website is 247.ai. So yeah, you can take a look at what our company does and what some careers we have there and just what we try to focus on for our clients too. That's wonderful. Thank you, Celine, for, for being part of this. And uh, I'm looking really forward to chatting with you again later on today with everybody else. Yeah, me too. It got to be fun. Thanks so much. Well, there you go. Uh, Celine is uh, very, very experienced, as you can hear, when it comes to conversation design. And it was an absolute pleasure having you here. As you may have gathered, this interview was recorded uh, prior to her appearance on The Voice Den. Again, you can catch her show uh, on my YouTube channel, which, by the way, is at youtube.com slash Dr. Terry Fisher. Uh, but again, remember that next week as well, uh, we have the next episode of The Voice Den at thevoiceden.com. Thank you again to Celine uh, for some of your time, uh, both on the podcast and on 
the voice, Dan. Really appreciate that. And again, I encourage all of you, the listeners, definitely reach out to her on LinkedIn, as she mentioned, if you want to uh, connect with her or if you're interested in being part of her company. As you heard, she is looking for some people to to join her team. So there you go. Uh, Thank you, listener, for tuning in today. Really, really appreciate that. And uh, I will speak to you again very, very soon. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.